Oh yeah, tell us who that who who was the little girl group at the beginning of the of the, of the show, man. I, I know you know. Why you keep saying that? It's no little girl. I went back and listened. And I was like, it's no little girl. There's a, a salt and pepper. My mic sound nice at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What song is that though? That's been on there. Uh, uh, my mic sound nice. Okay. No. Salt and pepper. I'm I'm not hip to the. You ain't know that. I'm not what? hip to the I salt and pepper game. Super hip hop head. Not to. What? I'm sorry. Not to the salt and pepper game. I'm I'm I'm, I'm misogynistic like that. It was like some of the first rappers I was listening to. To be honest, oh, you were trash. Kumo D, <laughs> Salt and Pepper, and MC Light. MC Light was was my favorite back then. Bro, what is wrong with you? Mm. She's a dope rapper, and she still is. Okay. You say so. Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready? Black Delegates Podcast. Today's date is August the 12th, 2019. It's episode 73. I have with me Ghetto Phenom. What's up, man? What's good? And Box Wine Poppy. Oyo, me chico. Oyo. (laughs) Reza Ramon in the book. That's right. Reza Ramon. See, I I knew somebody would catch that. That's right. Reza Ramon. What's that dude? The girls, Chico, they for fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was my dude back in the day, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all represent. That's a strange way to start a podcast. Hey. So let's start with Ishmael. If we have any new listeners that may want to follow, share, or uh, big up our podcast after listening to one second of it, where can they find us? Yo, you can hit us up. Of course, we're on the Facebook, but mainly you can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Black Delegates. That's Black underscore Delegates. Uh, also, if you want to email us, if you got suggestions, if you got feedback, if you got questions, if you want to be on the show, you could email us at the Black Delegates Pod at gmail.com. So hit us up. We got a great episode. Uh, Going to be talking about some. Uh, Nike, I'm going to be talking about Danny Trejo, the ghetto superhero, a little bit of Eddie Murphy, and uh, some conspiracy business, but we'll get to that now. Of course, first, we always do This Week in Blackness. Ryan, I'll let you call who going first, uh, but let's let's get it in. Black Ryan, I'm going to go first. first. I, I, heard a, I heard a rapper once, yeah, I heard a rapper once that said you, you squeeze the whack <laughs> one in the middle. So Shots I think fired. We put Paul in the middle today. Hey, that's perfect. So, I'm 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 100 with that. That's why we hit your whack your whack verse in the middle. All right. So so my my week in blackness, man. Uh, my week was cool in general. Um, finally starting to see things are shaping up around the crib. Less and less boxes as we go on. Um, finally starting to put my graphic novels on the shelf. You know, once I start doing that, 
you know, the collection ain't up yet, so it's gonna it's gonna be a while though. I'm still trying to find stuff here and there. Um, you know, it's a lot of stuff when you move, like stuff just get lost. Like we lost a shower curtain. I have no idea where the shower curtain is. No idea. So I know I put it in the bag. Pretty sure somebody threw it away. But y'all know that's that's how it is. That's how it is. Yeah. So uh, Saturday though, it was a it was a exhausting week because you know every day we coming home, you know unpacking or doing whatever, hanging stuff, whatever we doing. And uh, I did something that I haven't done in a very long time. Ishmael, as you know, when we were younger. What was my rule on Saturdays? I was just like, don't call me before double digits. <laughs> right. Because I used to sleep extra late. But Ishmael would get up at like it's 8 o'clock in the morning and call and be like, are you are you watching uh, uh, NBA? What, what was it? What was the show with Amar Rashad? <laughs> in, right. Inside, inside the NBA. NBA. Inside what, the NBA. Yeah. Countdown. Inside the NBA. Inside the NBA. Or uh, Inside Hoops. Inside Hoops. Yeah, Inside Hoops. Yeah. So he'd be like, oh, you watching Inside Hoops? I'd be like, oh, man, I'm sleepy. <laughs> like no not yet but uh that, that was our, our thing on Saturday so I actually I thought I had been called home to heaven because <laughs> everything was so nice I could like I could just see the sun beaming into the room it was quiet no one was bothering me my phone wasn't going off I was like huh what's going on I looked at my watch or my phone 11 a.m., man. I slept till 11 a.m. How crazy is that? I ain't done that in a long time. I just want to, I just want, I just had to let y'all know that that was extra cool. So, uh, I was lazy on Saturday, got up super late, but I also, I haven't got up late in a long time. You think about how much of a day you waste when you sleep that late. Cause now I'll be getting up at like eight. So you get a lot of stuff done before 11, but not this time. Uh, got a chance to get out and do some furniture shopping. Uh, with the wife and the kids. Oh, that was miserable. Went out to the, uh, no, no, it was cool, actually. It wasn't bad. We all, we hopped in the minivan, went rolling. Uh, I, w- I wasn't sure what exactly we was going to do. I figured we would just stop at a couple places, but, uh, went up to Carroll House and, uh, the wife found a couch and fell in love with it. And she's like, this is the one. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Like, I'm sure this is what I've always wanted. And I'm like, okay, well. I said, do you want to check any other places? And she's like, nope, I think this is it. She's like, you know, I don't see too many of these. And I I don't. I, I like them oversized, super deep couches. So mm-hmm. she was like, mm-hmm. just just get it. That's right. Multitasking. <laughs> but um, <laughs> different kind of multitasking. All purpose. Yeah, all purpose. So I got a chance. Uh, went ahead and got that man. Shout out, shout out to the to the old lady who uh, who helped us out because I came up in there and I was like, usually if I go buy something like that, I try to look decent when I come up in there. But this time I was just like, I don't care. I'm gonna go up here. I got some hooping shorts on <laughs> and do rag, uh, just a regular old t shirt. No, I didn't have a do rag. I should have because that would have been that would have uh, topped it off. Uh, you know, everybody was just chilling. And I think everybody that looked at us that we when we walked in, they looked at us like these Negroes ain't got no money. And so we kind of just strolled past about five or six people in suits. Oh, or and then uh, the usually, usually they try they try yeah, to fight each other, try to get to you. Like, oh, have you been helped yet? No, right, right. But that didn't happen. It was a lot of hellos. Nobody disrespected me or nothing. Uh-huh. But it was a lot of people just you know. I think I think they was uh, making a judgment call based on my basketball. <laughs> were they dusty basketball shorts? Were they like just Nike Jordan? What kind I of ain't words? dusty? 
the, the, look, the N1, the, 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 the 1299N1s from Walmart right. with the Crocs on. I, I'm sure yeah, they were like, I would have judged you too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, I would never go out the house with Crocs. <laughs> never, never go out the house with Crocs. This dude got a but Yeah, it was a couple a dudes, a couple dudes that looked me up and down, and that was it, man. They was just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And just let me walk on by. So uh, the old lady, she, uh, she kind of hobbled up to us and was like, hi, how you guys doing? What you looking for? Uh, can I help you? And we was just like, oh, yeah. You know, just just checking out. I said a couch. And my wife was like, we're looking for sofas. That is the proper like, term. I guess sofa. if you say sofa, I, it's always been a couch to me. I didn't really think about it. But apparently you say sofa and mm-hmm. it sounds fancier. So, so far. Uh, she directed so far. us that way. That's right. And she did kind of wink and say, make sure you go upstairs. Yeah. A.K.A. that's where the cheaper stuff is. So I was just like, I don't really know how to feel about that, that you sent us upstairs. Do you think we don't have the money, or do you just know that these are the better deals upstairs? But I gave her the benefit of the doubt. And I said, she seems nice. She did say, uh, we have a, uh, a, 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 it's, it's okay for your kids to be here. Let them, you know, they can sit on stuff. You know, we have a, you know, kind of an open policy on kids. And I'm like, no, don't tell them that because I've already had to talk with them before we came in here. You better act like you at don't somebody's house nothing. and sit your behind now. <laughs> right. Don't touch nothing and sit down. <laughs> so they were, they were great though, man. They, they, uh, they was cool, but wife fell in love with the couch. So we went ahead and got it and we're going to deliver it, I guess. in the, uh, they said the 23rd was a first open date oh so you, gonna, had you, you gonna tip the, the, the delivery guys or you're right no <laughs> no it's free delivery not tip delivery you're gonna get this free 99 nothing <laughs> i might pat you on the back on the way out uh, but that's it I, I, other than that man i'm uh i'm getting ready for soccer i put trenton in soccer Oh. So he's six. He wanted to play soccer last year, but we was black, so we didn't think to even sign up until we saw soccer kids outside. Mm-hmm. So it's too late because apparently the white folks, they be out there early. They like, you got to sign up for soccer in like March. Oh, what man. kind of stuff is that if you ain't finna play till August? Dog, it's crazy. That's it's crazy, man. You ain't you, you never been to a soccer field, man. There'd be millions of kids out there, man. Millions. No, no, I haven't. I haven't, and I'm not looking forward to it, but uh, that starts on... Uh, what Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday is practice, so I got to get them up there. And I realize, black people, all our sports, we ain't got to buy nothing before we get there. You are, you just gotta. If you got a basketball, you don't need a basketball if you're on a team. They give you the jerseys and you're done. But we need shin guards and we need uh, spikes and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like man, I don't, I don't really feel like buying all this stuff, but. You know, go ahead and get it for him, man. man all you gotta do, literally, so all you gotta do is buy some shit guards and some cleats. This, this man talking about it's like, and a, he need the high socks. He need to get some high socks too. I gotta go through all that. I don't feel like you talking about socks. You wear about socks. Yes, socks. Come on, man. this man. You don't know how Trenton is with his socks, man. This man. He gonna he gonna want the craziest color socks of all time. Hold on, but but, but, but hold on, Ron. Let's, let's break it down. Like you are the one black dude that literally in 2019 still knows absolutely nothing about soccer. You you know none of the rules. Let's be real. You know you don't know don't anything rules. That's going on. I just know don't touch the ball with your hands. Uh huh. That's all I need that's, to know. And what else? That's the rule. You don't know any. That's it. You don't know how anything else works. Though. You don't know how the time works. Uh, if somebody kicks at you, fake it. Act like you hurt. <laughs> they do do that. Do a lot of that. <laughs> 
flopping. Picked that up from the NBA. He's well versed yeah. on flopping now. So, so yeah, yeah. I don't think they have any rules in soccer. So on the on the on the <laughs> on the rides to and from practice, you're not going to teach little man like, hey, this when you, when you do. You, there's nothing you can give him because you don't know nothing, no, no, no strategies and nothing. You just like I'm hey, telling you, I score. ain't done nothing with him. Not nothing for basketball. We was outside. We was dribbling. We was, I was teaching him the game. I'm talking about three second violations. <laughs> Soccer, not a word. We ain't said nothing. I was just like, soccer practice start on Wednesday. He was like, all right. And actually, he yeah, told me, I already talk. know how to play soccer. He's like, you just kick the ball and run. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and real talk, at that age, there's really not much more to it. I mean, they're not worried about offsides and all of that. At that age, it's really like young Trenton is going to rely on his uh, the blackness, blackness, the athleticism yeah. <laughs> from his blackness. Right. So he can get up and down that field fast. And, you know, if he got some coordination, able to kick the ball where he wanted to go, he'll be all right. But at that age, it's just a rat race, just kids running up and down. Every single kid is trying to kick the ball. There's really no passes to other kids. It's just right. like, hey, let's all try to get the ball and score. Yeah, usually there's like and usually there's like one kid that's like way better than everybody, and he just basically running circles around everybody. <laughs> that's that, the, right. the kids. Hispanic kid or the African kid. It's one of those two. Facts. One hundred percent fact. And it don't matter if they're the one thing about like you know basketball, football. You kind of be kind of in, in soccer. It don't really matter as long as you you can be a little dude. But as long as you don't even gotta be that fast. But as long as they got foot control, they just they just be gone, man. Just right through that line, man. It don't matter. So you'll see you'll see I'm, a kid or two like that. I'm expecting him to be the fastest kid on the field, and if he's not, then we might have a problem. Then I will be like, "Yo, we gotta run some sprints. You were finna run some suicides. Do something." <laughs> I like how Ryan said, "We." <laughs> it, yeah, because right. I'm gonna be out there. I ain't running. But I'm gonna be out there. But see, then that, that's where Ryan's lack of knowledge is gonna finally hit him, because if Trenton don't excel immediately. And then he trying to go crazy soccer dad, but he don't know nothing about soccer. Facts. Then I guess he'll be on YouTube trying to pick out some little uh, tips that he can do, some little training exercises that he can do from YouTube. Yeah, it's it's either gonna, it's Look, gonna man, go one or two ways. The only thing I'm gonna be go ahead, go ahead. It's gonna go one or two ways. Either either Ryan's gonna be like in a week, he's gonna be like, man, screw this, we 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 ain't doing no more soccer. <laughs> or he's gonna become uber soccer. Like he's gonna be like that dude. He's got like a, a million YouTube uh, videos he done watched on that, and he thinks he's an expert. He's a Lavar Ball. <laughs> nope. My plan was to. It's gonna be hard for me to even keep my eyes on the field. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I need to like bring some books, or uh, <laughs> you know, what can I search on the internet? You know, just have some some pages already up and ready to go, and load it up. You know, just in case like the the I ain't really got no service right there. You know, got to download some pages or something. But, yeah, I got some games downloaded. I'm ready. So, other than that, uh, that was it. So, Paul, how was your week? My week was trash, man. I'm just so sick of summer, man. I'm trash, but you went to Brazil. I did not go anywhere. I did go to I went to, I went to, I went to travel a little bit. Went to D.C. for a few days. Uh, <laughs> this dude. <laughs> I didn't go Yo, anywhere. man, last week he was like, oh, my week trash. I went to New York. Oh, my week was trash. I went to D.C. Man, I'm not going on vacation. I'm going for work, man. I'm going to I'm going so, to the workhouse. I'm going in there. I'm, I'm at the airport. I go to work. I get to the hotel. I get up in the morning, go to work, work for a day or two, go back to the hotel airport, and get up out of there, man. That's all. That's all it is, man. It's just I'm stuck on planes. For man, it took like it, was, it should have been like hour flight. It took like six hours to get there because of bad weather. 
we land and then like uh they just have us sitting there like this is the most frustrating thing man we landed and then we sat there we literally sat there for longer than the it took us to fly to dc just sitting there waiting for us them to give us a gate you know to, to pull our plane up to the gate man so we just sitting there for like you know whatever hour and a half two hours just sitting there waiting you know just right outside the runway that's man it's that's that's how travel really is man you think it's all glamorous it's no it's miserable man that's what that's exactly what it is so i was ready to get home and other than that man didn't do nothing man took the kid to the uh, the pool a bunch of times so we had fun doing that and i'm just ready for school to end uh, to start man i'm ready for these kids to get uh, the summer to end stop being so damn hot it's too hot to do anything outside i don't want to go nowhere and and that's it man i'm chilling man School start tomorrow for Trenton, so I'm I'm high. We got look, we got look, we got three more weeks till the stag the first stagger day, and then we got like a few. They got like five days Straight after that. Bank. Man, yeah, wow. Labor Day. We got to after Labor Day till it really gets going. Oh man, they still do that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. After Labor Day, so we got like a, a solid three four weeks left, man. So we just pulling our hair out, like man, trying to figure out like, well, okay, man, how can we keep this kid entertained? And that's how it goes, man. All right, what about you, Ishmael. Well, for me, for one thing, it's the first thing I talk about. Actually, probably need to holla at Box Wine Poppy, get a little bit of his insight since he just went through something fairly similar recently. So yesterday, I'm up here, uh, went to church with the wife, and I'm, I'm trying to be a gentleman. You know, I take her up when we get there. I drive her up to the door, you know, let her out so she doesn't have to walk through the parking lot. And I go around kind of the back of the church. You kind of got to make a circle, go behind the church, come back around to the parking lot. Now, at our church, they have been having some AC problems recently. Like the last, what, two or three weeks before this week was like ridiculously hot. The air condition in the place where I'm at, because I work on the AV team, the video production, all that. So... There's been no AC in that area, so it's just been ridiculously hot. They finally got that fixed, uh, but I think, you know, in the midst of them doing all that construction, has some nails probably falling off of the roof. Mm. So when I got out of church, I got in my car. We're going to the store. All of a sudden, that little tire pressure monitor oh. sensor pops on. It's like, oh, tire low. So I'm like, man, what's just happening? And matter of fact, on the way to church, we saw this RV rolling down the highway and one of the tires like exploded. And I was just behind that RV and I went or moved over to go around it. So we saw that tire explode. They had to get off on the side. So after church, found out I got a tire that's whatever, low, flat, something. It wasn't flat, but something was going on with it. Mm -hmm. Got out, took a look. There's a nail embedded in the tire. So I'm like, man, I got this nail. I was like, I think I can get home all right. So, I, you know, I didn't really feel like changing it out where we were. I'm like, let me just get home. My wife had to go somewhere. Like, let me get her home. <laughs> Once I get home, I deal with it. So drove home, slowed in a mug. I'm sure I look like an old lady. I'm like, I told my wife, look, I'm about to be driving slow. I'm about to be going like 50, 55. People get mad, whatever. Made it home. Got out. I'm like, okay, let me let me put this spare on. Figure out it's Sunday, so a lot of the tire places closed. I was like, let me take this, put this spare on, figure it out. Shout out to my neighbor across the street because he saw me when I'm getting my stuff ready to change this tire. He came through. He was like, yo, he's like, I got a uh, hydraulic jack, which I have one somewhere. I don't know where it is. 
So he had the hydraulic jack. He had the little four-way tool. Nice. Um, Keep a four-way. So, yeah, that four-way. So I changed that tire literally in like five minutes tops. And so took that back to him. So right now I'm trying to deal with that tire. Uh, I took it one place that day. They told me, uh, we don't got time to look at it. Come back tomorrow. I went back today. They said they couldn't patch it. Need a new tire. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Clearly you didn't go to the hood if they told you you got to come back. What? No, no, I didn't go to the back. hood, man. I don't live in the hood anymore. It's a little bit of a drive to get to the hood. So I stayed out here with the white folks. And again, it was Sunday, and it was already like, I don't know, we had went to the store, so it was like 4 o'clock at that point. So places are closing That's down. It's only what, a few, few places open. Now, Firestone didn't do, do it. Uh, like, I took it out there, and they, they said them. they don't even do plugs. No. They only they only do a, they only replace your tire. They won't plug. They don't do it at all. Look, I had a coworker. Who basically had the same thing. She had a flat tire. She took it to Firestone. It was one tire. They told her, oh no, you need to replace all four tires. They gave her an estimate. It was like $1,300. Come on. <laughs> Shit, where she literally just needed one tire. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, of course they tell you, oh, you shouldn't mix brands. You should get the same tire. That oh, tire, yeah. like $260 out the door. So I don't right. know if I'm going to be getting that same tire. Yeah. I can. But they had like a generic tire, uh, this place I went to today, for like 150 And they said it's the same size, same pattern, all of that. So I'm like, well, let me check. I'm going to call my dealer. I'm going to check with a couple other places because, you know, I'm trying to get a good deal. The dealer? But, oh, oh yeah. the dealer going to charge I'm, I'm, ro- I'm rolling in my grave over here, man. What are you doing? <laughs> I say I'm going to call him. I'm going to get a tires? price. I'm going to get a quote from what? him. Bro, go to Cheapies and get you a tire for forty bucks. What are you doing? Forty dollars out the door. You good? Destroy your entire alignment. Everything. everything. I won't. Hey, it's you a little, it's a little different. A new, they say it's a little different with that all-wheel drive. Do you, but do you, do you can't go too too bad. But do you think it needs to be replaced? Because like if it's on the side, like you you know it, it, it might it, they might need to. But if it's underneath, you, you should be straight with the patch. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of well, it's between. in a weird place because it's on it's on the side, mm, like it's on yeah. the tread, but it's on kind of the side tread. Yeah, so that's, two that's people tricky. told me, yeah, two people looked at it in both from different shops and told me, nah, it needs to be replaced. Like one guy was like, uh, you probably could do it, but you know, I wouldn't trust it. He said usually, like that's considered sidewall. He said usually it doesn't like if you get it done, it's not gonna last long. Yeah. And the coworker that I told you about that went to Firestone, that's the same thing that happened to her. Is she got it patched in a similar area, and then a little while later, that ended up you know failing mm-hmm. anyway. So I'd rather go ahead and get it replaced. It's just how much do I want to spend on it? So that's part one. Part two. Uh, which uh, don't forget to say deal. that I came over to your crib and drove. I forgot to put that in my weekend blackness. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Black Ryan came through. What? Came through. It's been a long time. Yep. The, uh, oh, I got the curtain. Uh, the the oh, okay, 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 I got you. Yeah, yeah. And when I walked in, y'all, I want y'all to know that when I walked in, Ishmael was sitting on a wicker throne with a dashiki on, <laughs> no socks, <laughs> and he had one of the automatic uh, door locker and unlocker. So he was just sitting there, you know. I, I thought it was gonna be. I thought uh, your wife was gonna be there fanning you with a big leaf, <laughs> but uh, I didn't see her around. So maybe you told her she got to get out the room. 
why the men talk or something. I don't know. This man got his front door on like a clicker. Is that how, how do you do this? Yeah, I got I got a smart lock, so you know you set it to where you can open it up with your phone, or you can have it you know when you pull up in front and it connects, then it'll automatically unlock or lock. I mainly got that because I'm usually carrying a bunch of stuff. Like when I'm going places, I just got a bunch of stuff in my hands, so it's easier to just have it unlock automatically or to do it from the app before I get out the car, and then I don't have to worry about it. Look at these fancy dudes, man. So, gotta get me but, one. Yes, hey, it's the way to go, man. You know, it, and we, I got the, I got the type where you retrofit it, so you don't have to replace the lock completely. You just, you know, take off a little part, boom, good to Ryan, go. Right, they didn't come so. with your 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 ring doorbell. You you don't want to give them another shout out? <laughs> no, that's some <laughs> some separate, some separate. But you better you better flex on us and get that too, right? I'm gonna get the door unlocked. I want that, but <laughs> I, I need to. I actually want something where my door unlocker. will actually just open itself, where I don't have to even push it open. That's what I want. There you go. That'd be even better. So the the last part of my flex. See, that was that was a minor flex there, talking about the uh, the smart lock. But the other part comes at work. Now you know we had. Young Jonathan on the show from Taste Test Podcast. I always refer to him as Young Jonathan. We talk about him from time to time. So we're at work one day. This is actually last week or actually the week before. It's like a week and a half ago. So we're at work. We're in this shared office space, but I'm kind of in the back, like away from everybody. So I can ear hustle. I hear a lot of, you know, other people's conversations, but I'm kind of in the back, so they don't see me. I'm not really involved in it. So one day, a week and a half ago, one of my coworkers was complimenting Jonathan on his shoes that he he had on some Iversons, you know, some little retro Iversons. And uh, she said, oh, you know, Jonathan, you got some nice shoes. Uh, You know, you're trying to catch up with Ish over there. You know, you're going to catch up with him one day. Now, Young Jonathan could have taken this opportunity to just be <laughs> gracious. He could have just been grateful for the compliment. He could have said, oh, thank you, and that could have been the end of it. I really wasn't even paying attention. I heard my name, so that perked up my ear a little bit, but I'm sitting there doing my work. So Jonathan, of course, decides not to do that, right? Jonathan's response was, what? <laughs> catch up with Ish. It's trying to catch up with me. Oh, challenge. Now, I'm kind of known in the office as the shoe guy. We got a lot of lot of different sneakers, even though I've been paring down my collection uh, over the past year or two. I'm kind of known as a guy with, with all the shoes. So I hear that. So I'm like, oh, okay. So Jonathan doubles down on it like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, my, my shoes game's better than his. He, he, he trying to catch up with me. So I stood up from my, you know, I guess cubicle barrier in the back. And I said, Jonathan, I'm like, you're talking kind of reckless over there, right? He's like, man, you heard me. You're trying to catch up with me. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I said, okay. I said, you know, I'm competitive. We talk about this on the show. I'm very competitive, whether it's basketball, whether it's shoes, whether it's whatever. So I said, okay. I said, Jonathan, how about this? This was like the last day of July or maybe uh, the day before that. I said, Jonathan, August is coming up soon said every day in August wear a different pair of shoes and we had somebody <laughs> judging. 
That way we can see who is the shoe captain in here. Yo, how black is that? <laughs> you know, you work in a black place. A shoe Olympics, the 2019 <laughs> shoe Olympics. I, I told you the shoes that I'm working, I'm uh, competing with at work. Them shoes are trash. <laughs> <laughs> so rich, but your shoes are so trash. Grass stains yeah. on them. But yeah, man, that's that must be nice, man. So y'all going to do this every day. So you've been doing this for how long? You've been doing every it for the day, whole since month. Since August right? 1st. Oh, wow. Now, of course. Now, Jonathan, on the first day. And I called it, me and another coworker called it, because we were talking about sneakers, the whole idea was sneakers. I knew Jonathan, I'm like, he's going to try to bust out with some some uh, Oxfords or something. He's going to try to bust some dress shoes out. Day one, Jonathan bust out the dress shoes. So the judges were like, ah, we got to call it a tie. We like both pair, but they were like, let's do all <laughs> sneakers. It's too hard to all, judge all sneakers versus dress shoes. The judges? Yeah, it, it's it's... Some women and all. We got two judges, uh, <laughs> both women, both black women. And then if there's a tie, we'll go find somebody else to break the tie. So, long story short, you're whooping up on right John. now. I'm up six to two <laughs> on Young Jonathan. Now I think he his strategy. He's trying to rope a dope me. He's trying to put out some trash, you know, end. put out some okay stuff, and then he's gonna try to come with the heat later on. But it's not that many work days in August, right? Are you kidding? Like if you, it's 31 days, but a lot of those are weekends. So not, and not then today, today, he really disqualified himself. Today he wore a pair of shoes that he wore on Friday. Oh, you can't be out here repeating. Already repeating. And when I told him, he's like, no, nah, that's strategy, that's strategy. I'm like, dude, you just broke. It's like one rule. It's two rules. Wear sneakers, which came up after the first one, and don't repeat a shoot. You just repeated right. a shoot. So, young Jonathan, he about to catch this L in the shoe Olympics. But it's cool because the people in work, like, they get a kick out of judging. Matter of fact, our editor, he was out of town for the beginning of it, and he came back, and we needed him to break a tie. And he was, like, serious. He's like, okay, yeah, uh, you know, let me see. Turn turn it around. Let me see the other angle of the shoe. Okay, yeah, you know, I like how the, the pant goes down into that shoe. I like the, the color on that, the texture, but the laces. I'm not really feeling it. So he's all about, like, he's breaking it down like it's American Idol. So Bro. that's the work shenanigans that's going on. Like I said, right now I'm up 6-2. to two. Jonathan caught a double L today for the repeated shoe. But I'll report back later and let you know how the shoe Olympics are going. Listen, man, you is you can come to my office with the uh, the, the Nike Monarchs on, and you would you probably you probably win like <laughs> you win probably win, win the whole corporation uh, uh, shoe contest. That's that's all you need. I could too. I could too. I, it's it's a uh, what my, my homeboy got some uh, some thick sole Skechers that he be rocking. He got oh, some of them. The t- I showed y'all. I showed y'all the picture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they own yeah, them, uh, them shapers, them toners, shape Yes, tone, yes, whatever. exactly. That's what they are. Because <laughs> they real big, and I was like, "Dang, what are those?" And <laughs> <laughs> you said, "Yeah, with the one of those." He trying yeah, to get oh, a firm rear end. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough, and I was just like, "Dang, them was big." But uh, yeah, I showed y'all the picture of old boy shoes. They definitely grass stained. He got like the low top Air Force Ones, but them was like the first ones they made, like back when Nelly had the song out. Cause he's right. still rocking them mugs. They look like, you know, they definitely mildew. 
you can see it. <laughs> <laughs> so even when I wear my old man's shoes, I'm, I still got the coolest shoes on in the office. So, yep, right. it's just like that. Yeah. There's been a couple of days today, and it might have been Friday. I think I wore these custom uh, J's that I got. And it was like, they ain't even let Jonathan get up because usually the judges would be like, all right, we rated it. Let's go ahead and do this. And so they'll call us. We'll both stand up in the common area, and the judges will look, and they'll vote. It's been twice, at least twice, where as soon as I stand up, you know, Jonathan's like in the midst of getting up, and they're like, oh, we got this. Yeah, then they, yeah, yeah, what is it? And they leave. <laughs> Before he stand up, they done voted and left and went back to their <laughs> office. You see how this dude so. just snuck in and he got some custom J's. Man, he, he just threw that flex in. Hey, yeah. I don't, I'm going to hear that all, all the damn, uh, you know, uh, automatic doorbell crap I hear, keep hearing from both of y'all, man. I ain't got none of this mess. Come on now. He stunned on me, man. I came in, the Roomba was going across the floor. I'm like, what's what's this, man? You know, Roomba <laughs> normally come across the floor right now. It was right parked now. In, the, in the corner, <laughs> and that was a gift. <laughs> I'm and like, Box One Pocket, that's why you got here. all the money. That's why me and Ryan broke. And you got all the money over there because you got none of this. Man, look, Yo, I, I got, got a me. lot of it, and Ryan about to get it. Look, man. Yeah, I'm going to get look, it. Look, man, I got paid today. I, 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 got, I got paid today. I woke up like at 3 or 4 in the morning. I looked at my bank account. I paid some bills. I looked at, back out there at like 9 o'clock in the morning. I was like, man, I'm broke again, man. How, how is that possible? I got paid like four hours ago, man. What's up with this? <laughs> it's that auto draft life. Oh, yep. man. Right. Man, life is crazy, man. Parenting. Parenting. Ugh. So, Israel, right, let's so get into these topics. Word. Yes, sir. 35 minutes in. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. It's a good, good 35 so minutes. So, we were talking about shoes. So, uh, definitely, I am a Nike fan. Uh, Ishmael knows that since high school, I had, I signed a Nike contract straight out of high school. Uh, maybe maybe sophomore year. I don't rock really no other kind of shoes. I think there was, some, there was some Adidas years in there when Kobe was signed to nah, Adidas. Son, I think you had You them. ain't never seen me wearing no Adidas. Ever. Ever. Not none. So, got a Nike contract. I'm uh, I'm 100% in the Nike family. And I was uh, checking the news. Ran into the Nike Adventure Club. Terrible name. Let's start off by saying that. Terrible name. But what this is, is a sneaker subscription for kids. So, I did like that. So, it said like, uh, I think it said ages uh, 2 to 10 or so. And so, what they're doing is, just like I said, it's a subscription. You pay... Uh, it looks like how much was it? Cause it was bucks a month or that. thirty bucks a month. Twenty bucks a month for four yeah. pair, thirty yeah, yeah, bucks it. for six pair, or fifty bucks a month for twelve pair in the year. Yeah, right, right. So that's what you that's what you're looking at. So I'm like, you know, four pair, twenty a month. You know, that's two forty. Eh, I don't know about that. You got the six pair, thirty a month. Oh, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know about that one either. The 50 is probably the best deal, but at the same time, you just like, you know, you get one pair of shoes every month, it's going to cost you 50 bucks. I ain't spending $50 on those little kid's shoes. I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, I ran across that. I thought it was, you know, it's an interesting, uh, uh, you know, attempt at grabbing some more, uh, you know, shoe heads and getting getting the money up front before people have to actually go in the store and look at the prices and then say, no, nah, I'm going to go somewhere else. So, uh, what y'all what y'all think about this attempt? Y'all think it's a good idea? Would you be interested in it? Because I know Paul, you you're pretty cheap, man. So I don't know if this helps or hurts you. I am pretty cheap, and this this deal is definitely trash, man. Because 
you know you're not going to get the good shoes, man. They can, yeah, you can get you can get twelve pairs for fifty dollars a month for the hundred pair, hundred pair available. They're going to be yeah, but they're going to be all the, they're going to be all like the the Velcro sambas, man, that you want. <laughs> That's what they're going to be, man. Look at the, the look at the the in the link that you sent, man. Look at these shoes on there. I wouldn't rock those. They they the ones they are right? they kiss shoes, man. I don't care. Not yeah, for right. man, those shoes don't ain't worth no fifty dollars uh, for uh, a month. No, they're not. Look, no. but you know it's funny. Actually, we mentioned all this and talking about shoes. I did buy my kid his first pair of Nikes this weekend. Actually, man, just just think oh, that's what's we're up. trying to get ready for a uh, school year. So yeah, yep. thank you. Right, right. right. Always but you get the PGs. The PG no, nah, man, no, nah, no, man. We didn't do that. He got, he got like some. Uh, I don't know what they. Nah. He got some baby monarchs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I don't know what kind of they are. They, you know, they like the the soft, you know, the the, the light, the lightweight shoe. But you know, I, I, it's 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 kind of like a Nike Air. It's not a Nike Air, but you know, it's one of the little cheap ones. They've got like a rack room, but it looks cool, man. Like light gray, with white, you know, white white trim around it and stuff like that. So it looks pretty dope, man. So he's been wearing the last couple of days, just trying to get him ready for school. Uh, but yeah, just bought his first Nikes, man. But they still were overpriced. Yeah, rack room, they were like I think sixty bucks, man. I'm looking at them like, man, sixty Dang. bucks for like a you know for a five year old's you know tennis shoe, like. This really ain't worth right. it, man. You know, but but whatever, man. That's, that's kind of the going rate, so you got to pay it. But I'm definitely not going to pay fifty dollars a month every month. You know, for twelve pair of shoes, man. These these going to be shoes he wears for a while. Then after three four months, those going to be his like you know kick rock shoes, man. Who cares? So yeah, I think the fifty dollars a month is excessive. Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Nike's going this way. A lot of apparel companies and a lot of shoe companies both have. Subscription services. Subscription yeah. services, you know, where they'll, you know, sometimes it'll be, all right, I pay whatever, $50 a month, and they send me a random outfit. You know, they put this outfit together every month or every three months, and they ship it to you, and then you just get it, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, other times it's like this where you get to pick, you know, out of a certain amount of shoes. So I don't think it's a bad deal. It really depends on what you need. If you have a kid that you know, like Ryan, you said Trenton is about to play soccer. If Trenton's playing soccer, if he's playing baseball, if he's running track, he's playing football where he needs different shoes where you're gonna have to buy those. Plus he's gonna be his feet are gonna be growing pretty much every year. So if you got a situation like that where you're gonna be buying him four or five pair of shoes a year, maybe it makes sense to do this so you're not just coming out of pocket every time. Or if some of these people, if they just want to flex, if they got these, you know, two, three-year-olds, they want to have them with all the J's, maybe they want to go this direction. So I think you really got to look at your personal situation. If your kid is active and they're going to need a lot of shoes, maybe it'll work. Um, But uh, really, this is just a test case because they're going to bring this to adults and they really are just trying to iron out the any potential problems any issues they want to iron it out with the kids because the kids ain't really gonna complain once you get to the adults the adults gonna complain they're gonna hit you up on social media yeah so let's get the kinks out now once it's like five months row you're getting all black uh, air force ones and people think you're a serial killer <laughs> parents gonna start complaining all the all them clearance shoes that they don't want, want they can't yeah, sell. Man, no it ain't, look, you ain't gonna get no retro Jordan. You're gonna get all brand the, the, the crappy brand Jordan, the the, the one off looking ones, the no name brand Jordan joints. That's all you getting, man. It's gonna be it's gonna it ain't for this amount of money. It ain't gonna be it. It'll be nothing good. I can I can right. guarantee you that. Yeah, but you don't know. I mean, the thing about it is, remember, shoes cost like even Jays or LeBrons or whatever. These shoes probably costing them three dollars a pair. 
you know, maybe on the highest one, $5 a pair. So they're making tons of profit. Of course, they spend a lot on marketing. But even if it is a, a pair of J's that cost them $5 to make, if they offer that in the subscription and they're getting $20 a month out of it, they're still making money. It's not a, lo- a, a money loss for them. And what Nike really wants, what all these companies want, is they're trying to get that income consistently. Because you might buy a pair of shoes now. Uh, me, even though I'm buying less shoes now, I'm excessive. I got a lot more shoes than the average person. If you're, if you're having, a, person, a, having a month-long shoe competition with your coworker, yes, I'd say it's excessive. Right. We, yeah, right. yeah, facts. Stop and I, I recognize that. Even though I've chilled down, a lot of these shoes I bought, I used to have a Nike discount. I used to have a partner that worked at Nike. They got the swoosh website where you get like 40% off, including all sales. So when I had 40% off any Nike plus the sales, like, I went crazy. Um, But what Nike's trying to do, they're trying to get that consistent income month to month because Boxwan Poppy, you might buy a pair of shoes this month, and then you're not going to buy another one for seven, eight months, maybe a year, because those shoes are good. So until you have another need for something, until you decide it, oh, to take right, a running, right. time wrestling, time boxing, sledding, whatever, you're not buying another pair. Right. They want to get that see, this, this, Again, we got to separate, you know, ish from, you know, from, from the dad, <laughs> from the dads on the, the dad cast over here, man. Look, man. Yeah, look, man. <laughs> Let's talk some real. Months. Let's talk some real, man. Real look, every three, four years, you might get a new pair of tankies when you're the dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was just going to say, I can't have a week-long tennis shoe competition. I'm gonna run out of shoes, <laughs> oh. and that's on a five-day work week. I'll be like, no. By the time I get to Friday, I'm struggling. I might have, I might have some Monday and Tuesday, but after that, I'm good. I ain't got nothing. Man, look, your per- so, yeah. But yeah, man, fifty dollars, fifty dollars for one pair of kids' shoes. Maybe when you get up to like a size seven, because that's when the shoes gonna start uh, getting closer to adult prices. Then maybe it's worth it. But even still, man, I don't, don't know, kid. You don't really need more than four, probably a year. To be realistic, I know I, a lot of kids right. have more than that, but I think that's excessive. I, excessive. I'm not giving that to my kid. But uh, trend, man, I think the most I've ever paid for his shoes maybe thirty dollars, maybe, and that's not nowhere near the median or the average. So you know, his grandma bought him some of them uh, those like fake Jordan ones. Yeah. They look like Jordan ones, but they're not. Uh, so right. he been rocking them. He really wanted some of them after watching that uh, Spider-Man movie. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. But I ain't finna. Nope. I'm good. I'm I will say this about, you were talking about your Nike contract. And I know a lot of people would like that. A lot of people would pick a brand, and usually it's Nike. Because Nike is the number one brand in the U.S. by far. But And I was like that for a long time. But after a while, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, why do I only buy Nikes or Jordans? Like, why do I have this, um, I don't loyalty? know. What do, yeah, loyalty to them. They ain't giving me no money. They not. They ain't get. They ain't put a contract in my hand. So I'm like, let me try some different shoes. So I don't know. Maybe two years ago, I was like, you know what? Let me buy. Or actually, it was a little bit longer. It was when the Curry Ones first came out. I was like, let me try these Under Armors. So now I got a you know couple pair. I probably got five or six pair of Under Armour shoes. And I was like, oh, let me try these Adidas. So I'm trying to not just be so Nike focused because they're not giving me no money. So why am I so loyal to yeah, them? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the you know, same way with the Nikes. a lot of money, we could just be trying out shoes. I'm the same with the Nikes, but my thing is, like, it's just the whole fit. Like, if I got like if I got Nike shoes, I got so much invested in Nike and Nike gear. Like, okay, if I get, like, like if I go to the store tomorrow and buy me a new pair of, like, light gray Nikes or some black Nikes, like, I know I got, like, four or five different outfits I can wear with them. But I'm not going to mash it up if I got a 
I get a get a pair of Under Armour's. I got I got to go buy new shorts. I'm, I feel like I'm gonna buy new shorts, a new T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, so I'm like, man, you know, it's just it's just like the the upfront cost of like you know getting all getting the whole fit coordinated. That's that's the, what what keeps me from uh from switching from switching my loyalty. Yeah, see, I don't care about the coordination. That's another thing. When I decided I'm gonna open up Beyond Nike, I was like, I don't care if I got on a Nike T-shirt and some Under Armour shoes. I don't care because when you do that with fashion, you don't really trip. You might wear whatever some levi's jeans and you might have a nike shirt on you don't trip off of that or you might have a polo shirt on you don't trip off of that so why do you trip so much with shoe who companies? said i wasn't tripping off that like i'm that? tripping off that. I'm, a, I'm a clown if i see you with that <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> ryan where do you weigh yeah, in on this one? you gotta have you gotta have, you gotta have the whole fit or you, you cool with Matt, no no nah, nah. my contract my contract for the most part is only shoes i'm loyal to the shoes that's it i do have like adidas shorts or because i like the stripes uh admittedly uh i got like i got a adidas jackets because I, I really like those uh adidas jackets so um other than that man but i don't try i don't really try to match like that i try not to be too blatantly obvious with it if, if you clashing you know you can't be having on a big old adidas shirt on I'd never rock a big Adidas shirt and then I got on some Nikes all the time. No, I ain't, I ain't doing that. But, uh, you know, if it's yeah. just something small, a little little swoosh or something or a little Adidas sign, I'm cool with that. Yeah, it almost looked too corny. When you got when everything is Nike, you got the Nike sweats, the Nike shoes, the Nike shirt, Nike headband, you'd be like, really, dude? Like, you're trying to do too much. So I don't care about mixing and matching. I know a lot of people do. So to the listeners. Let us know where you stand on mixing brands. Do you do it when it comes to sneakers and clothes, or do you not? Hit us up on social media. Email us. I gave you the info earlier. We'll give it to you later. But I do want to hear feedback on that particular topic. All right. So let's get into some real news. Some real news happened. And uh, Paul really should have been putting this up. Brown delegation represent Danny Trejo out here. He is ghetto superhero, saving a rescue the boy who was trapped in an overturned car after a car crash. Dude just stopped and uh, had a chance to, to help the boy out. Uh, he was in L.A. Two cars uh, crashed in front of him. If you don't know Danny Trejo, that is a dude from Machete. I don't know why they really. That's the only movie that anybody could think <laughs> why of, you throw the even though he's machete, been in hella though. movies. Why did you throw the accent? Machete. <laughs> it's Machete. <laughs> You gotta get it right. No, it's not. But uh, <laughs> but he got a chance to save him, man, and, and got him out the car and kind of shielded him from the from the scene of the accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Paul wasn't gonna represent, so I represented for him. Oh no, Paul, man! I, I caught the story, man. You take know, the credit for yo, this. Danny, first of all, Danny Trejo, even even without the story, he is the goat, man. That dude is like the baddest Mexican dude in in the universe, man. Like, if you don't know who we're talking about, Machete, he's he's basically, he's like, basically, every, every, anytime there's a movie that, that calls for like a, a Mexican, like, gangbanger, you know, bad guy, he's that dude, man. Like, long ponytail, crazy mustache, tattoos everywhere. Uh, he's definitely getting up in age, though. The dude's like, I think, the, I think the article said he was like 73 or something like that. I guess he was just chilling at the Starbucks. He? He's like 70-something, man. So he's like, he was, he was chilling at the Starbucks. And, uh, you know, saw this little accident happen. I guess one car collided into another, a car flipped. And so he ran over there trying to help, you know, being a good citizen. And him and another dude, although the other person didn't get, get no credit at all, but uh, they were in there trying to, you know, get up underneath, in, un, inside the car underneath and, and get to the little kid and, and get the strap released and, and get the girl out and get the little girl out of her. I think it was a girl, actually. Uh, got her out of there and did, took, took care of her, man. Got to tell the cops come, try to play with her. So definitely uh, shouts to that dude. 
my thing was when the cop, when the police, when the camera crew came with the interview about it, like, why wow, my man didn't have no shirt on? Like, okay, man. It's, yeah, it's like I was just going to say, cash. that's the only reason why I really put this story in here is because he is representing, he got no shirt, he got the fitted on, his tattoo on his chest is wild because he got the lady with the sombrero, it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the front of there. Yeah, I think, he yeah, no, he was, like, that dude was, if you, if you haven't heard that dude's story, man, because he's been on a few podcasts I've listened to over the years, man, dude's got an interesting story, man. He's, you know, he definitely got his toe, you know, dips his toes in a bunch of different businesses, but, like, when he was a kid, like he, you know, he was he was he was he was living that life, man. He was like, you know, in and out of prison. I think he was like in San Quentin for a while. I mean, that dude was like really doing some hard stuff, but then you know, turned it around, got got with got with Jesus, and got into the movies, man. And just man, he's dudes dudes had a successful career, got man. With Jesus, got, he said, got with Jesus. What? Ishmael? <laughs> what? Oh, you said machete, and you call you get mad at me for saying <laughs> that's how you got say it, Jesus. man. It's machete. <laughs> It's not machete. What are you talking about? Every time anybody talks about that movie, that's how they pronounce it's it. Ma- it's machete, man. It's machete. Uh, Nobody says it. Ish like way that. in here, man. Save us. Um, I mean, I thought it was dope, and I, I didn't realize uh, that he is seventy-five years old, which makes it even, even crazier. You know, a lot of times people, especially, you know, Danny Trejo's got some bread now. He's been in a lot of movies, so I'm sure he is very comfortable. So. He could have just, you know, called nine one one, or he could have waited for somebody else. But the seventy five year old uh, Hollywood superstar jumped into it, uh, saved the boy's life. So it's it's really like it's made for film. And you talked about the other person who helped; they really didn't get any publicity. They're the co star, you know. They're an extra Along for in the, the ride. Danny, Danny right. Trejo film. He's the one that got the clicks. He's the reason why Ryan clicked on this story. Uh, and the, the dopest part about it that I thought was they said when he pulled the kid from the car and the grandmother, the child's grandmother was still stuck. It was somebody else helping her get out. Danny Trejo pulled the kid out. He said the kid was looking back at his grandmother, you know, worried that she was still in the car. And he told him, he said, hey, wait a minute. We got to use our superpowers. And he said the kid goes, superpowers, you know, like excited. So just to see a Hollywood actor you know, kind of come out and then just use that ability to to distract the child away from what's happening with the grandmother. I thought that was just dope. So mm-hmm. shout out so to him he, for that. He putting in his bid for that superhero movie that you've been waiting on, Paul, starring Brown Delegation. Man, look, look, Danny look, Trejo, hey, 75 years old. Danny Trejo story. Hey, man, look, I'll take a Danny Trejo story, man. That dude's dope, man. Also, he's a huge Cowboys fan. If you ever follow like, his Instagram, man, oh. the dude's, dude's all about the Cowboys, man. The dude be looking nuts, but <laughs> we rocking the Cowboys gear, man. That's my, that's my homie right there, man. In that case... In that case, we're going to move on to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if, if I was a Cowboys, I would have Danny Trejo come in and give, like, a speech. Because when you look at the films that he's done and the roles he's played, like, if he's coming in there getting on their heads, they ain't going to lose that game. I guarantee that. You act like he – you, like uh, you act like he hasn't. He's, he's, since, the Rams, since the Rams have come back to L.A., he's been wearing some Rams gear. But he's always been a Cowboy right. fan, but – Yo, man, I'm, I'm gonna send y'all some funny pics of this man in the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, so Paul, me and you, we we was on the same wavelength for this next story. Oh, one thousand percent. The conspiracy brothers was back. Uh, y'all heard about Jeffrey Epstein, uh, another one of these perverts out here. Uh, in, in sex rings and, and with all these uh, underage girls, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, this dude, he was a billionaire, though, so we all knew it wasn't going to be long before either he got off 
or he uh, some kind of way died mysteriously. And that was uh, that was my pick that he would die mysteriously. And what happened, Paul? Man, he was in uh, he was up there in, in Manhattan. They had a, like a, a federal like, you know, kind of like a, 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 I guess it was jail, you know, waiting for waiting for a trial and stuff like that. A couple weeks ago, the dude you know, found, you know, you heard that report a couple weeks ago. He was found in his prison cell a few weeks ago, and he had some kind of injuries, I guess, to his neck. But they weren't sure, like, if he got beaten up or he tried to hurt himself. They did all that mess, you know, and they said, okay, well, dude's cool. You know, they, they, at first they had him on suicide watch, and they took him off suicide watch. Or, never, or maybe they even never put him on. Then fast forward to this weekend. Get in there. Man's, man apparently has hung himself in his, in his own jail cell when he should have been on uh on suicide watch, which I guess they decide not to put him on. He was, and they f- they forgot to go by and check. Allegedly, yeah, man. So yeah. I mean, like, but this dude. I read they said they pulled him off like two weeks ago. They took him off suicide. Watch. They, yeah, like like he got he injured himself or whatever. He got got attacked like three weeks ago. Then they pulled him off like almost immediately afterwards. And then then of course this happened. And so now it's this has been a crazy story. You know, it's it's just never going to end now. But like you know, they I mean they they got the justice department. You got the the. Uh, 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 attorney general like you know calling for investigations which is crazy but man you know so then uh, it, it's it's too much to process man but of course you got the politics so now you got trump weighing in he's trying to you know cast these aspersions saying it was the clintons that had him killed in prison which makes no sense at all because they got no power <laughs> at all anymore uh and and trump is in in in, in, uh, in power and these dudes were definitely friends and uh, definitely hung out with, with, with chicks. Maybe not young chicks, but Trump definitely knew this dude's leanings because he even said it as much in a, in a soundbite, if you heard that soundbite. You know what I'm talking about? Did y'all hear that one? Yeah. Uh, I think I've seen it written where he was saying that, you know, he was a good guy and he liked beautiful women too. And then he said a little on the, and some on the young side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're yeah. What's, yeah, exactly. What's that about? What's that about? You know what that's about. But then there's a, there's another. I know. I'm just saying that you said it out loud. That's crazy. Then there's another video of them like basically checking out. Like there's a bunch of like Miami Dolphins cheerleaders, and they is basically Trump and the dude Epstein like kind of like you know basically just ogling them and like checking them out. And, like you know kind of like you know like oh you see you see that one right there? Yeah, like number five. You know like basically like you know it looks like they're like in a. It looks like ish in a, in a Nike show, a store. Like he's just like, oh, you see those right there? I gotta have those. I gotta get that one. I'm, oh, I, I got that one in the I'm collection. By that. That's what it looked like, though, man. I mean, that's it's just it's just legit stuff out there. But they just it's just nuts, man. So, I, I, hey, Ryan, I, you know, usually I'm not for the conspiracies, but in this case, I'm I'm all with the conspiracy, man. Some something's up here. Something needs to be done. It's 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 definitely something strange. I don't know. What, what do y'all think? Yeah. What you think, Ish? Well, for me. I feel like the real conspiracy when it comes to this whole Epstein uh, suicide thing, the real conspiracy is the idea that he committed suicide. Like, nobody believes that. Right. It's not even usually a conspiracy. You know, it's people on the fringes believe it. It's something that the mainstream, that goes against the mainstream opinion. Pretty much everybody who's seen this story is like, nah, something up. Either he got killed my personal thought on it is maybe he paid the people in the jail. I was like, hey, look, I'm a billionaire. I can get you this amount of money. Let me alone so I can do my thing. Because if you already failed killing yourself, and again, that's sketchy. Somebody could have tried to kill him that first time. There's no reason in the world that you should not be on suicide watch. Like, that literally doesn't if, make any sense, especially if you're a billionaire like he is. If you're a billionaire— 
Would you ever kill yourself? I don't care, man. I'm going to the verdict say guilty. Nah, because it's a chance I can get off. I'm old, I'm white, and I'm rich. I'm going to take my chances. Yeah, but the problem is with this particular situation, especially at this time in history where we're in the Me Too movement, we're locking up sexual predators and all that, and the sheer level of publicity yeah. that this has gotten he knew he didn't have a way out at all. Like, a lot of times those billionaires, they're able to keep it on the low, and it never really hits the media like that, so they kind of get away with Wait. it. But in this situation, like, he was he was dead to rights. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. So. They, I mean, they had him, in my, you know, down in Florida, but they get, he, he got, you know, because he was so powerful and had so much connections, he basically got him a sweetheart deal. I guess he had to file as a sex offender. And you know, do some kind of like minimum amount of you know some 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 jail stuff. But I mean, he was basically free to go after that. It was no big deal. But now right. with all the stuff how it's blown up and me yeah me too and all stuff it's like, like and he's got no he's got no more to turn to because you know before he had you know kind of people to protect him. But now it's like okay the Republicans you know they they they, they basically want to wash their hands of the dude. Democrats you know they want to you know throw him up as you know being up against Trump you know being in, in, uh, being buddies with Trump, which he may be you know so it's it's just it's, he basically has nowhere to turn to so. I kind of see. I kind of see why he felt he had no way out. But, but yo, did y'all hear the other story, the other part of this story? Did y'all did y'all read the article? I, I think I, I think I sent it to y'all. I was telling y'all to read it, where it was talking about like his whole eugenics thing. Did y'all hear about that stuff? Eugenics? Uh, no. So, I, I so, so, so this was like in the New York Times, like a couple weeks ago. So this is after this all came out, so like this. So this dude, okay, so he's a billionaire, right? And so he's, you know, he went to Harvard. He's, you know, he he knows a lot of powerful people. And so one of his big things was, uh, you know, in addition to this whole sex cult thing, was he had uh, ideas of basically like uh, impregnating a, a bunch of women and creating like his own like super race of people with all with his, you know, DNA, his sperm. And so he would get, he, no, I'm serious. And so he would get like, he, he was getting these scientists, like these big name scientists that were like looking for like, you know, money for their research. Wasn't necessarily about this subject, but when he, when you know, they, he'd be like, oh, let's, let's talk about, you know, like some you know, big like asteroid, let's talk, or let's, you know, how can we talk about global warming or, you know, this and that, the environment, blah, blah. But then like, we need to get all these scientists together for like these meetings and stuff like that. He'd be like, so yeah, you know, I want to, I want to get this like sex dungeon going on in, in, in New Mexico and start, you know, seeding these women, you know, the 20, 30 women at a time with, you know, with my, with my sperm and, you know, and get them pregnant. So I, <laughs> and he, no, and, and do was, it's facts, man. I'm, read the article, yo. In New York Times, tweets. I'm ago. just saying it's stupid. It's stupid. I'm not saying you're lying. I'm just saying it's stupid. But fam, that, that that just shows you how how the left field this dude is. But look, yeah. these these famous scientists, like they they were just kind of like, okay, they were just like, no, this dude ain't joking. This dude this dude's serious about this plan. He really is. He he about he about that like impregnate the whole uh, the whole earth with his seed uh, thing. I mean, he was trying to be he trying to be the Genghis Khan of uh, of 2019. Man, it's crazy. Good luck with that, player. What? <laughs> well, you're probably successful well, yeah, for a while. Dude, we know the last time we had this little situation happen was, uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Paterno, Coach Rick Paterno of Penn State. Uh, anytime Joe we Paterno. find Joe any of these. Paterno. Did I say? Oh, Patino. Yeah, you get, you, Patino. Yeah, you get Patino. Patino. Did he say Rick yeah. Paterno? Yeah, he said, I said Rick Paterno. Yeah. That's right. And I, I purposely looked it up the other day to make sure I didn't say this wrong, and I still said it wrong. But yeah, uh, Joe Paterno, he had all he had the uh, all the people with, willing to testify against him, and they had lots of information. They had that uh, what was the other dude? Sandusky was up in it, and what happened? He was the ring, yeah, he was the ringleader. 
You just you just died. Magically had a heart attack. You've been fine all the time, coaching and everything, and you magically have a heart and, attack. And the fa- Sign peel. All facts. But look, look, yep. the fan was like, he died a broken heart. He died a broken man. He didn't right. die a damn Get broken heart. Man. That, he died. Man. <laughs> no, no, the whole, the whole world was going to come crashing down. Issue down with the conspiracy? For which one? Uh, for all of them. I'm going to go with, uh, let's talk about Paterno since that just came up. No, Paterno, no. I said with Epstein, yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's more of a conspiracy to think that he killed himself. Um, you know, without any assistance. But in the Paterno case, I feel like he did just die. I mean, he was old in a mug anyway. And when you that old and he had been used to being, you know, this heralded coach, I mean, they're saying he's like this uh, beacon of morality and he was the coach that everybody looked up to, that everybody pointed to, like, this is a guy that you should emulate. So I feel like at that age – when you had all that going for you and everything was coming crashing down, it doesn't surprise me that you would just die. Like you, you don't really have any will to live at that point because. That, but that dude, that, like literally, when that story broke, like it was still the middle of the season. That dude hadn't even retired for like a week right. or two. <laughs> like, like he was coaching a game on one Saturday, then like the next Tuesday he was just dead. Like, okay, I was. That, that's as soon as he like. said, as soon as they were like, "Yeah, he's on administrative leave. We're investigating. We think we're gonna <laughs> like rush." Like three hours oh. later, he was like, oh, "And then he dead. just dies." <laughs> He, look, man. Conveniently dies. That or he's down in a room with Tupac, and they 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 making like a, a fire mixtapes together, man. It's, that's that's the only two right. things it can be, man. <laughs> he couldn't have it all come out, man, because then his kids would uh, they probably find a way to kind of keep his money and all this kind of stuff. They won't let his let his family get his stuff. Nah, man. They trying to he trying to keep his legacy. But the the crazy thing Even about this, but to get back to the, San, the Epstein dude, like. Soul. You know, now they're talking about these investigations, and okay, so they, you know, they can have the, uh, you know, the FBI, whoever, do this investigation on this stuff. But like, we basically invest the people that investigate, the people we need to be looking at, like who, 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 who turned, who turned it. So it's like, I mean, we're not gonna, we, we just gonna have a lot of questions and a lot of talk about this, and people are gonna try to like muddy the waters and like, oh, this dude was buddies with the Clintons, oh, this dude was buddies with the Trumps, this dude was buddies with Prince Albert, all this other stuff, and. I mean, yeah. If, if, if there are people that were involved with this, like it's, they all need to come down. I don't care what what side of the aisle they're on, but like it's just gonna it's just gonna muddy the waters, and like you're never really gonna get. It's just it, this conspiracy never gonna end because nobody's gonna believe because you have no you have no faith in the people that are leading the investigation automatically because they yeah, got exactly. ties to them. And that's the crazy thing with you know William Barr coming out, you know. Yeah, we need to investigate and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Like, you are the person that's in charge of the federal prisons. So he's acting like he has no idea how this could have happened and this and that. But you're the person in charge of that. So and when he's already shown like through the Mueller report that he's willing to defend to the Trump or yeah. Trump's interest at all costs. So we know that even if Trump were involved, and I'm not saying he was, if Trump were somehow in I feel like he's entangled in the Epstein world. Now, with this death, I'm not uh, suggesting he's a part of that. But even if he was or even if he's entangled in this world, nobody really believes that Bill Barr is going to tie him to that. It's just not going to happen. So, like you said, we have no faith that this is really going to come out. Um, The truth is going to come out about it. So it's really just a waste of time right now. But 
you have to do those investigations. I'm just not going to trust them. Not not to believe not to believe this man, but when I was in the army, yo, we we had dudes on suicide watch. When we had dudes on suicide watch, man, we'd have to they they put four people, four other uh, people in the army, and we'd have to watch the dude. And we at, at nighttime, we, he'd be watched all day and night, twenty four seven. Like he could not go anywhere by himself. We'd sit there right. we, at, at nighttime. We'd have four dudes, one dude at each corner of his bedpost, just watching that one dude sleep. So that he didn't he didn't do nothing to himself, man. So like when you're on a suicide watch, it's a real thing. And I just can't believe that they this dude if if this dude really did hurt himself like a few weeks ago, if he had any markings, I can't believe like a week later they're like, no, nah, he's cool, man. That's just that right. that right there they is just too suspicious, off, man. That's just but even even suicide watch is only somebody coming to look at him every thirty minutes. Like you can't kill yourself within thirty. No, minutes. No, but but also but but when, you, but, when you're on, but when you're in prison and you're on suicide watch, they basically take like they basically put giving you a room where everything is basically bolted down. There's nothing. There's nothing. You they don't give you nothing that you could, you know, that you could use to kill yourself. You know. So, but when they took him off secu- su- su- uh, suicide watch in here, they must have gave him back all his regular stuff that he would have in there. You know. And so I guess that was enough for if this is you know this is how it went down. Then he gave him enough to you know to hang himself with. But if he had been on the suicide watch, all a lot of that stuff would have been out of that room, and he would have been monitored, you know, probably like on camera or whatever like that. So, so man, it's definitely right. it's definitely they, suspicious. They said they gave him like a evaluation, like a mental health evaluation. And right. They felt that he had made progress, so they could take him off a of suicide. Man, if you don't get out of here, with what's that. the progress? Right. Are you gonna try again? No. Of course, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly what happened. Well, I think he's fine, man. But also, you can't. I mean, yeah. I can definitely. I mean, man, the dude is a billionaire. He's he's hobnobbing with with the with the with, you know with big wigs all around the globe. This dude's got owns his private own private island. He's got his own you know like elite commando team of of, of super whores. He's flying out there apparently that are some are underage. I mean, this dude was living a crazy life, and to be you know them, them four walls closing in on you, and you like, man, I might spend the rest of my life up in here. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I can see why he would might take himself out, but it definitely sounds suspicious, right. man. Definitely fishy. Good riddance, although I you know, sure. would have liked to seen that investigation yes. bear more fruit. Yes. Because like you said, yeah, anybody who was doing somebody. that, I don't care if they Democrat, Republican, black, white, Latino, whatever. Won't be no Latinos in there. Won't up. be no Latinos in there. Don't worry. <laughs> no. hey. hey, you never know, man. There was some, uh, I'm sure it's a lot of wildness, but. Yeah, that's enough about Epstein. Yeah. That's kind of grossing yeah. me out. So I think we got one more topic, right, Ryan? One more. Happier topic. So let's get I, into this, I didn't man. even know about this. Yeah, I threw this one out there. Eddie Murphy, new rollout, apparently having a new Dolomite movie and coming America too. Yep. Coming to America too. I did see that one. I heard about that. Yeah, coming. I didn't think it was real though. Yeah, coming to America too comes out this this Christmas, but there's a, like a new movie, a Dolomite movie uh, that comes out this this here soon on Netflix, and I guess maybe it's in theaters too. Look kind of interesting on there. I'm not, I've never really, I'm not, I don't really go back in my bag for the the Dolomite movies, but you know, I, I, at least I know the reference. I get what they who they talking about and stuff like that. But yeah, man, Eddie Murphy is just he's kind of, I mean, he's you know, man, we've been waiting. You know, it seems like our, our entire adult lives. We were all little kids, and I don't know, if, Ryan. I don't know about you, but I, I know I definitely caught you know the Eddie Murphy specials, Delirious, uh, and what have you, and the comedy specials when I was a kid. And they were raunchy, and I loved them. My grandma was like, "What are y'all watching up there?" You know, y'all turn that off, and I was like, "Oh man, this is the funniest stuff ever, man." Uh, so, coming to America, all the movies he made, and then he just kind of hit hit like about a 20, 30 year like period where it's just like, "Okay, man, I'm off that." You know, Norbit. Uh, you know, Bowfinger, you know, a lot of trash. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
It was dope. Norbert had a couple funny Bowfinger parts. Bowfinger was dope. Bowfinger was not dope, man. Come on, they have not stood the test of time. They they don't compare to his his, his earlier works. I mean, the dude the dude the dude came out the box hot. You know, uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, yeah, you know, Beverly, yeah all those uh, 48 hours then you had coming to America I mean the dude had I mean look Golden Child Golden Child yo go, Golden Child's kind of fire man I can't lie about that but yeah. but look coming to America is it, it, it will never not be it was on this weekend my wife and I watched a few minutes of it man and I love I still love that movie to this day so but yo man I mean uh, Eddie Murphy what do y'all think about it but I, my personal take is that this dude must be broke he's got like 400 kids I think by like four, 47 different babies mamas <laughs> and now he's got he's he's got he's got the Dolomite movie coming out. He's got Coming to America, and he's got a Netflix comedy special coming out. So this dude's doing everything. So I'm I'm thinking this dude must be flat broke at the time, and now he needs like an infusion no. of a couple hundred million dollars because he and he about to get it too. He definitely about to get it. Nah, Netflix just knocked on his door and was like, "Here, man, we got a hundred million. If you got anything to do tomorrow, <laughs> he's just like, I'm free, man." And that's how it works. You when Netflix call, they they ain't offering you that uh, Monique money. They offer you Eddie Murphy money. You ain't got to wake up and take it. Because I'm going to assume he's going to get paid more than Dave Chappelle. Got to, man. You got to just for the rareness of it, man. Right? I mean, are y'all checking for it? Y'all want to see your Eddie Murphy special movie? Uh, in this I'm down for Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's. Uh, I guess it's been so long. But I think he's funny in general. So I think he can still hold up. He'll be all right. I'm worried about this coming to America, too. Man, for I sure. I don't really know the premise of it. How they going to do this? It's the kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. Coming back from Zamunda, is that what they're going to do? That's about all I can think of. I think it's like he has the kid with, I don't know, I, 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 I saw from the casting, there's like obviously kids that he had with the girl from the first movie. And I guess maybe they're like following their story like that. But like, I'm trying to remember the cast. Now, I know Wesley Snipes is, Wesley Snipes is in both these movies, in the Dolomite movie and Coming to America too, which is kind of wild. Really? Uh, is is uh, is her daddy still alive? J- is that dude still alive? Uh, oh, no, I don't think he's alive. But I think James Earl Jones. Oh. How Man, look, how is James Earl Jones going to come? He's in he's in, in Coming to America too, is what they said. But James Earl Jones, yo, James Earl Jones been 60 my entire life, man. <laughs> he like him and him and Morgan Freeman. Them dudes been Morgan Freeman. Him yeah. and Morgan, yeah, they aged. Man, word. That's because when they was born, they looked like old men. Man, what, really wasn't that old. Look, man, if Danny Trejo is seventy five, imagine how old James Earl Jones is. That dude got to be like a thousand, man. Anyway, but he <laughs> but he's in there. Uh, I'm trying to remember a couple other ones they had in there. The Dolomite has a lot of dudes too. Uh, uh, it could be dope, but man, just just don't mess up coming to America. That's all I ask. Don't mess up coming to America too. Right. But the thing, but I don't think you can. I think you can, man. You can mess up the legacy of that by having a trash coming to America too. We've seen so many movies where the sequel just is not close to the close to the original. And you talking about a 30, 40 year you know gap between the first and the second. That's that's hard to do. So I don't know, man. What you think is? Yeah. You, you, you checking for this? You going to the theater? For coming to America too, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, the first one was such a classic that even if the second one is trash, like I gotta see it just out of respect. Matter of fact, I was sitting there telling my wife the other day, I uh, asked her if she wanted to check out. I got the hookup too because that's out. <laughs> what? And that's available. Really? So I'm like, if I'm willing, I haven't watched it yet, and she declined. She doesn't want to watch it. But if I'm willing to watch, I got the hookup too based on Yo, the original man. then you know i gotta watch coming to america too people that, people that is, listeners out there if your girl if you go to your girl and ask her in 2019 do you want to watch i got the hookup too <laughs> divorce her move out leave that girl's a serial killer she is going to stab you 
at some point in time. You know, that no woman should, no no good woman should say, "Yes, I want to sit down and watch." I got to hook up. Yo, two. Master Master P in this two. Mug. <laughs> and Romeo. <laughs> yes, Dude, but, just uh, off of that, I don't even know how you watch it. Is you might you might as well just ask her to watch Pornhub. You had a better chance of getting a yes out of that. <laughs> but. I mean, Master P was in the first one, so I guess it's the same. Oh, man. I forgot he was even in there. Yeah, she was a dirty boy, man. man. I got the hook up, too. That was a ghetto, the ghetto movie, man. Uh, But uh, Coming (laughs) to America 2, definitely going to watch that. When it comes to the Netflix specials, it's really going to boil down to one thing. Because I need to know which Eddie Murphy I'm getting. Because like you said, when he came out, he was raw, right? He was real explicit. He was cussing loud, dirty, funny jokes. And then all of a sudden he turned into like this kid, family friendly Eddie Murphy. So what's going to come down to me when I look at the art, if he's wearing leather pants, I'm all in. If he's wearing some khakis or he's wearing something else, I'm probably going to skip it. But if he got on any type of leather, leather pants, leather jacket, I know that Ratchet Eddie Murphy is yeah. back, and that's the Eddie Murphy that we need. Yeah, he's got. I mean, I I, I want to hear all the raunchy stuff, but you know, it, it's it's a whole different climate because man, people like since he's come out with this news, like people have been trying to cancel him on Twitter. You know, like oh man, you remember this 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 joke he said about gays what? back in 1984? Like man, that shit was funny back in 1984. Man, it may may not work today, but it was the stuff was funny. But I, I yo, I don't you know. laughing in secret today, so you can't don't try to front. You still laughing. But whatever. I, yeah, and it, it doesn't have to be raunchy like that. It just needs to be edgy. You it, know, it's got to be Murphy, edgy. Yeah. Richard Pryor, like those guys lived on the edge. And Eddie Murphy just, you know, when he started doing all the movies, he just really stopped stand up. So we really don't know how it is. When Chris Tucker tried to come back, Chris Tucker was kind of whack. Like Chris Tucker was not. Chris Tucker wasn't that funny in the first place. Look, Chris Tucker had one good like four minute. Uh, uh, deaf comedy jam set, and that basically Michael blew, Jackson. Yeah, that basically blew his whole career up off that like one five minute set. That was all that was. But he is not a good comedian. Yeah, he just sounded funny. Yeah, that was yeah, it. that was it. Man. Overrated. But Eddie, Eddie Murphy, oh, Eddie Murphy was the goat. Uh, people still oh, say he's the goat, yeah. man. Did yeah, y'all he, check he, his he uh, Netflix? Approved, did y'all see him on a Netflix riding in cars yeah, with comedians? I did. I, I caught I it. Not, was I that any good? It. It, I mean, I not. Like it, it, that Ryan, uh, that that show is not for black people. I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. Don't <laughs> don't watch that. It's just it's just you know it's like some old it's like it's like some like hipster old white white dude stuff, you know. But it, it, you know Seinfeld's in there picks up picks up Eddie Murphy in the in the fly Porsche, which is you know uh, Seinfeld's preferred car, and they go riding around. They they talk about comedy, but it's just it's just you know they're just talking about t- to each other. They talk about nothing. He makes some good like, little little observations, but it's all you know unscripted, man. It's not like they ain't doing nothing. They're just kind of talking about, you know, their legacy and career and, you know, little things like that. So there's some little funny little tidbits, but don't go in there like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be, like, riveted by this. It's just kind of like, ah, okay, that's on, whatever. Yeah, don't don't waste your time on that, Ryan. I don't think you, you'll like it. Okay. All right. Well, I tried to kill out my man, John Amos. He is not dead. He He's is not, alive. Okay. He good, will be good. Oh, that's got to bring him back. Too. Yes. That's so. bring him back. Just had to set the record straight on that. And I need them to put my man Giannis Antetokounmpo in Coming to America 2. He actually just wow. had some kicks drop, you know, with the little leopard print that were inspired from Coming to America. So I need to go ahead and give him a little cameo so, in the movie. Is he saying he just watched Coming to America? Is that what he's saying? 
I don't think he's saying that. I think he's just saying it's a dope movie, oh, okay. and he wanted to pay homage what, to it. Hey, all I'm going to say about this, and I, I did a little research about this, this this afternoon. Like, so the the Dolomite movie, the 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 director is Craig Brewer, who did Hustle and Flow. He's a dude from Memphis, so there's like a little local connection there. He's done some other movies, uh, but he's also directing the the Coming to America reboot. So. Basically, hey people, watch out! If the if the Dolomite movie is trash on Netflix, more than likely that Coming to America two is gonna be garbage too. Because you got basically it's basically the same same dudes behind it. It's the same director, several of the same producers, some of the writers, and then Eddie Murphy's in both. Well, Wesley Snipes is in both. Like, so I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm dipping my toe on this Dolomite. I'm definitely gonna check out his comedy special no matter what. Yo. But if they, how bad could it be if you just got Eddie Murphy just doing uh, characters? Have man? you seen Norbit? Have you good. seen Norbit? Have you <laughs> dude, seen Norbit? It was still good, it though. It was not good. Mm, yes, it was. Yeah, the dude's character is or dope every time. Even though the story Norbit. is stupid, Ryan, uh, the characters ish, are always dope. Ish, we need a rule in here. Every character. We need a, we need a, we need a, black, <laughs> we need a black rule in here. What do you say? Norbit was not good, bro. Man, all Norbit the characters on there was dope. You, you, of all hey, the hills, gotta, of all I, the hills are down. You go down to Norbit Hill. You tripping, man? Right. <laughs> Look, man. I might watch. I might watch. I got the hookup too instead of Norbit again. Uh, hey, I gotta give a shout out. You were talking about um, uh, what's the movie you said they're about to do? Not coming to America. Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite. Dolomite. Talking about Dolomite. Yeah, yeah. I gotta give a shout out to G. You know, G was was part of the show early on. I think he still listens. But shout out to G, because G really is a person who introduced me to black exploitation films. Like G used to have <laughs> the old VHS of like the old hood movies like Dolomite and uh, Foxy Brown and all of those old, you know, black exploitation movies. So shout out to him, because that's where I got my introduction to the black exploitation genre. Hey man, ain't no way G still listens to the show. He do, man. No, he don't. He does. I'm gonna, okay, G. If you listen to the show, I need <laughs> you to message on the group chat and say yes, I still listen to the show, and I want to hear it. Ain't no, ain't no way. Right. I would. We would tell him to comment on social media, but G don't yeah, do no nah, social media. He ain't doing that. I, I figured take, he could take a thirty minute uh, a thirty minute phone call to try to get him to respond on IG. <laughs> Uh, all right, we need to end this show because it's, it's taking forever. So, Ishmael, where can they find us if they want to complain about how long the show was? If you want to complain about the length of the show, you can hit up the Black Ryan on Twitter at the Black Ryan, or you can hit up Box Wine Poppy at Box Wine Poppy, or if you want to hit me on social media, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Ish Creates. That's I S H Creates. Of course, if you want to hit the show in general, we are at Black Delegates. There is an underscore between Black and Delegates, or as I mentioned before, you can email us at theblackdelegatespod at gmail.com. If you are old like us and you're still on Facebook, you can also go to our Facebook page. You can comment there. You can make sure you like the page, subscribe to the page, like all our social media feeds, blow us up, send us love, let us know. Shout out to my moms because she did call me after the last episode, said she thought I did a great job hosting. I agree. Thank you, mom. I agree. Um, Oh, really? She ain't never told me I did a great job hosting. That's oh, a lie. My mother done wow. told you that about twenty times. No, on she Facebook. ain't. She, no, she did. She said the show in general. Uh, so she just hyping you up. Well, what she's my mom, not yours. So this is facts. But my mama don't listen though. 
Nope. Well, maybe <laughs> and there's a reason for that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that should tell you something. For that, Ryan. <laughs> Fine. So, Box Wine Poppy, if people want to help out the show, or better yet, if they want to help their friends to find the show, how can they do that? Man, hey, tell you know, share share us our, our 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 podcast with your friends. Tell them, hey, yo, this is dope. Give it a listen, and just we're, we're gonna grow this thing organically, man. That's all we want to do. Ryan, you got any closing words for us? And hit us up with five stars. Make sure you give us five stars, whatever platform you listen to, because the more five-star reviews that we get, the more people that get to see the show organically, like Paul said. So, Ryan, sorry didn't mean to interrupt you, Paul. I want to make sure we get that five-star plug in there. Ryan, last words from the sensei. The movie that Eddie Murphy should be trying to do a part two to will be Life. I need you to do part two to Life. Is there any way they can do that? Man, redo some kind of <laughs> How? Him and Martin? Prequel did they die at the end? Did they die? Was was was, was part one good, man? Like, I mean, like, it, it felt like what? it had all the potential to be good, but it wasn't. It just wasn't a classic. Man, though. how do how do you hang they up like on people on Skype? Into that though, bro. Huh? It don't matter. You could do some kind of something. They can still be in the jail. I don't care. Life was a great movie, man. And both of them together, I need that again. Okay, is it? Oh, Life was a good movie. Okay, hold on, hold on. I don't think a sequel. I think a sequel would be trash. Oh. There's no way you could do a sequel or a prequel and really make that. Just let that sit on its own. Re- real, okay, real quick. Well, how about just something with both of them together? I'll take. It. Real quick. I'm with that. Real quick though. Like, okay, top three Eddie Murphy movies. Not not comedy special, but just movies. What, do you, what y- y'all got? Coming America one. I, I think we all can agree there, right? Yes. And then what's two? And it, like Harlem Nights, Forty Eight Hours. What, what y'all got? I just I just need to know. Oh, you know, man, I need to like research stuff Hills like Cop. that. Off the top, I would say maybe yeah. Beverly Hills Cop would be number two. I don't know what would be number three. Maybe Forty Eight Hours. Another Forty Eight Hours. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights up there. Harlem Nights was pretty dope. Not Norbit. Not That's definitely not Norbit. Not top three. I would say Life, man. I'll put Life at three. That's one of Boomerang. You can't throw Boomerang in there. Oh, Boomerang was dope. Yes, Boomerang's dope. Yeah, but it, to, there wasn't really a comedy. I mean, it was some funny parts, but to me, it's not a comedy. So I'm I'm out on Boomerang being that high. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Up. Coming to America. Boomerang. Simply for the pops scenes, bang, bang, bang. You know what I'm talking about. And then <laughs> yeah. give me, yeah, give me Harlem Nights third. I'll, I'll take those three. As far as comedies, those were those were his three goat movies. Norbit, that Norbit way down the list. Was dope. But life ain't, but life ain't, but life ain't on there either, man. Life is like fifth. I put life. I, I watch Trading Places before I watch Life. Trading Places, yeah. Trading Places was up there. Yeah, give me all that, man. It was Trading Places. And Nutty Professor, I mean, that was a wacky oh, one with yeah. all the characters, but Nutty yeah, Professor yeah. was good, though. Nutty Professor, yeah. Nutty Pro- yeah, Nutty Professor. Yeah. I would do, because um, they the did, did they do the clumps, just the clumps? They did They did three of those, they did, they did three of those joints. They did, he, he did two, and then I think the third one was the clumps, right? You know what, I would put Trading Places up there. I was trying to think, I don't know why I kept thinking this. that was a Richard Pryor movie, uh, where they had him be uh, rich. He was a homeless dude, right? Right, that was him. Yeah, yeah, I would put that in my top three there. I'm places. taking Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop, and Shrek.
because Donkey was the whole movie. Donkey was Donkey, Donkey was, was the whole movie. Yeah, you're right about that. All right, man. We need to wrap this up, or otherwise people right. have to pay us on Patreon or something. This is going <laughs> right. on too long. All right, let us so know. We already gave you the social media information. Let us know your top three Eddie Murphy movies, and if Norbert is one of them, don't don't email us. Don't unsubscribe yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And drink some bleach. No, just kidding. Oh, oh, do the in this podcast. The Joe Paterno way. End it. End it. Peace. Peace.